0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Darryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that there is a time and season for every purpose under heaven. God puts eternity in the hearts of men, and His works last forever. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 on Simply the Bible.
0: Time and eternity are mysterious subjects. God dwells in eternity, but man dwells in time. And yet within each of us is the consciousness that these 80 or so years are not the end. Man was created for eternity, but he was also made for time. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, Solomon addresses the rhythms of time and the reality of eternity. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep, Now, in the 60s, the rock group, The Birds, wrote a song from this passage called Turn, Turn, Turn. And it's dealing with the seasons of life under heaven. God has established seasons and times and rhythms. And if we understand how these work, well, that leads to successful living because you're working in sync with what God is doing. So there is birth and there is death, a time for each. Now, it's a wonderful thing to be there at the time of birth. I think of the birth of our two children, amazing, wonderful miracle. But also, I've been with many of my family members at the time of their death, including my mom, who was living with us at the time of her death. And the idea here is that we realize that both are from God, both are gifts, both are precious in the sight of God, and God will give us grace to walk through each. There's a time of planting and a time of plucking. Now, every farmer knows this. You know, there's a time that you plant your seeds in the spring and you harvest them in the fall, usually, although there's different seasons for for each of the crops. But there's also a time of plucking, and I think of plucking weeds. And, of course, that's always happening when you have a garden. There's a time of killing and a time of healing, I think, just in warfare. There's the the killing time, but then there's the healing time uh, when you seek to uh, bring restoration to those relationships. There's a breaking down and a building up. There's a time of weeping and a time of laughing, a time of mourning and a time of dancing. And again, understanding these, there's a time when we mourn over our sins, but there's a time also when having confessed our sins, we can rejoice in God's forgiveness. There's a time of casting away stones and a time to gather stones. Now, stones can be a big problem. I remember when we bought our house and we were putting in a lawn in the backyard. Oh my goodness, we kept raking and raking stones. I think I took four pickup loads of stones out of our yard. But then there's a time for gathering stones. You know, you can gather stones and you can make a fireplace or you can use them as sort of a, you know, a liner for your planters. So it's just a matter of what you do with them. And when you do those things with them, there's a time of embracing and a time to refrain from embracing. I think we've really gone through this with the pandemic. We love to just uh, greet one another with a holy hug, you know, and then we had to stop doing that for quite some time. And we have just now started that again. And what a wonderful thing it is to be able to embrace embracing once again. There's a time of gaining and a time of losing. Now, I used to be able to lose weight so easily. Now, it seems like I'm in the time of gaining weight so easily. Uh, but now I'm hoping to lose it again. There's a time of keeping and a time of throwing away. Now, Warren Wiersbe says that this phrase gives biblical authority for garage sales. A time to keep and a time to clean house. There's a time of tearing and a time of sewing. Now, this is probably referring to the fact that people, when they would mourn, would tear their clothing as a sign of mourning. But there's a time to patch things up again and sew it together. A time of silence and a time of speaking. That's certainly one that you must learn if you're going to have a successful marriage. There's a time of loving and a time of hating. Now, our problem in our culture is that we are told it is wrong to hate evil, but that is not wrong. God hates evil, and we need to hate what God hates. We need to love what he loves. God loves people. He loves sinners, but he does hate sin. There's a time of war, and there's a time of peace. Verse 9, what profit has the worker from that in which he labors? I have seen the God-given task with which the sons of men are to be occupied, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. Now, often Solomon has pointed out that there is vanity or emptiness in the things that man does under the sun. What profit is there from the worker who labors? Because, you know, your life is going to end quickly. But here he says... See, God makes everything beautiful in its time. And the whole thing here is that if you look at life apart from God, it is vanity. It's meaningless. But if you understand that God is in the midst of it, he's sovereign, well, then you also know that he does make everything beautiful in its time. Then he says that God has put eternity in our hearts. I think that is a wonderful statement and really the theme for this chapter, I believe, because The reality of it is we have an awareness that there is more to life than the 70 or 80 years that we live under the sun here on the planet. We have a sense that God has created us for eternity and that there is going to be something that happens after we exit this life. And that's important for us to realize so that we make provision for eternity. It's also important for us to understand that even in somebody that seems far, far away from God, God has placed this awareness within them of eternity, and we are wise to seek to stimulate the thoughts around that awareness so we can help people prepare for eternity. Now, no one can discover what God does from beginning to end, okay? So he has placed within us the awareness of eternity, and we know that God is working in all things throughout all time, but we can't discover what what he's doing, or how it makes any sense. You know, if we believe in Jesus Christ, we have the promise that God is working all things together for good for us. But there are so many things we cannot understand at the time and probably won't until we get to heaven. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is a gift of God. The enjoyment of life is a very important theme in Ecclesiastes and is mentioned four times. And the idea here is that there's plenty for us to rejoice in. We have labor that is a gift from God and many things that God gives to us. So enjoy them. We don't enjoy them as the heathens enjoy them, but we enjoy them with regard to for God's righteousness and gratitude for what God has given to us. I know that whatever God does, it shall be forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. God does it that men should fear before him. That which is has already been and what is to be has already been. And God requires an account of what is past. So God's work is eternal and And it's complete. Whatever God does lasts forever. And you can't add anything to it. You can't take away from it because whatever God decides to do, he's going to do and it's going to endure. So the thing is, is that that brings great hope to us because if God has given us a work to do, then we know that in spite of the fact that there is meaninglessness under the sun, hey, listen, if God has given you something to do, then that's an eternal work, and your labor in the Lord is never in vain. But we must also understand that God requires an account of what is past. Now, what is meant by this is that we are going to give an account of the time that we have been given. Time is a precious gift. Time, once lost, can never be regained. So how do we manage our time? What do we do with it? We're going to give an account for that. Moreover, I saw under the sun, in the place of judgment, wickedness was there, and in the place of righteousness, iniquity was there. I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every judgment. Now, this is nothing new. You know, Solomon is saying, look, I looked in the place of judgment, and I think those who are in authority, those who are political leaders, you know, those who have that kind of authority, there's wickedness there. And there's also iniquity in the place of righteousness. We think of the many pastors that have fallen into sin, and that's grievous too. But that's a reality. These things have always occurred. What Solomon says is, look, there is a time... For God's judgment, He will judge the righteous and the wicked in His day. And so we have to just leave that with the Lord, even though it's grievous for us to go through these kinds of things. I said in my heart concerning the condition of the sons of men, God tests them, that they may see that they themselves are like animals. For what happens to the sons of men also happens to animals. One thing befalls them, as one dies, so dies the other. Surely, They all have one breath. Man has no advantage over animals, for all is vanity. All go to one place. All are from the dust, and all return to dust. Who knows the spirit of the sons of men, which goes upward, and the spirit of the animal, which goes down to the earth? So I perceive that nothing is better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his heritage. For who can bring him to see what will happen after him? Now, it says that God tests people. The Hebrew word is to cleanse. In other words, God allows us to go through things to cleanse us, to purge things from our hearts. Uh, but then Solomon says that, look, we are like animals when it comes to death, physically. Okay? He says there's no advantage over animals, for all go to one place, all are from the dust, and All will return to the dust. That's physically. But then he says, well, who knows if the spirit of the sons of men goes upward or the spirit of the animal goes downward? Well, Solomon answers that question himself later on in chapter 12, verse 7. He says, after we die, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to the God who gave it. And Jesus, in the story of Lazarus and the rich man, made it clear that there is consciousness after death. Prior to the death and resurrection of Christ, all spirits went to Hades, either to a place of comfort or torment. But now, for those who believe in Jesus Christ, our spirits go to be with the Lord after we die. And I'm looking forward to that, and and we can have that hope. So we are different from the animals in this way. We are eternal creatures, and our spirits will either go to be with God in heaven or they will go to hell after we die. And that's why we need to always be aware of where we are at with God. Are we ready to meet him? And while we're on this earth, to take advantage of the rhythms, the seasons that God gives to us, to be in sync with what God is doing, that is the secret to a successful and joyful life. And may God help you to find it.
1: Please contact us through our website. Tomorrow we'll see where Solomon considers the emptiness of the oppressed, the lazy, and the workaholics. Popularity soon passes away, but a friend is valuable for living. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Ecclesiastes on Simply the Bible.